Hello everyone, this is Jim Lucy, Editor-in-Chief for Electrical Wholesaling and Electrical Marketing with the August 17th edition of the Today's Electrical Economy podcast sponsored by Champion Fiberglass. The company began producing epoxy fiberglass conduit and fittings in 1988. Then in 1989, they developed the first conduit from epoxy resins that had flame resistance and low smoke characteristics, which met the most stringent codes and specification. In today's broadcast, we'll explore some key weekly economic indicators that will give you a sense of where the electrical economy may be headed in the coming weeks and dig into some other metrics measuring the construction and industrial markets that will be of interest. Let's first check out some weekly economic indicators that can offer an early indicator of where the market may be headed and when and where an economic turn may be for the better may be occurring. These five weekly indicators are initial unemployment claims at the state level, rail freight car traffic, the Baker Hughes recount, oil prices, and copper prices. Our thanks again to Champion Fiberglass for sponsoring today's electrical economy for 2020. Let's look first at the unemployment claims at the state level. The weekly unemployment data from the U.S. Department of Labor and the U.S. Bureau of Labor Statistics highlights the states with the most unemployment claims so far in the COVID-19 crisis. This data is valuable to electrical distributors, manufacturers, and independent reps because it offers empirical evidence of just how big an issue layoffs are now at the local level. On a more positive note, when these claims start declining and establish a trend in a more positive direction, it will be a clue for you about when the economy in that state may be starting to improve. For the week ending August 8th, the advanced figure for seasonally adjusted initial claims was 963,000, a decrease of 228,000 from the previous week's revised level. The unemployment rate had dropped to 10.6% for the week ending August 1st, which was a decrease of 0.4 percentage points from the previous week's unrevised rate. The five states with the most unemployment claims during this period were California, which did see a decrease of 8,561 to 213,482. Georgia also saw a decrease from 11,652 to 62,279. Florida showed a decrease of 23,180 to 55,106. New York was down 21,905 claims to 52,092. Texas showed a decrease of 11,233 to 51,476. One of the more interesting leading indicators for the overall U.S. economy is freight rail traffic. It's a measure of the amount of raw materials and finished goods being shipped by rail. The best source for this data is the American Association of Railroads, which publishes this data weekly at www.aar.org. After bottoming out in May, Total weekly rail traffic has continued to show some steady gain through early August. For this week, total U.S. weekly rail traffic was 497,397 carloads and intermodal units, which was down 6.7% compared with the same week last year. Despite this positive momentum, as you can see in the slide, key freight groups being shipped by rail are once again still experiencing some large declines to the week of August the 8th. However, two freight types did show some gains when compared to last year. Grain, up 3.6% from August of 2019, and total intermodal units, up 1.9%. Let's watch that total intermodal units number. It's, it's one of the bigger categories. The freight types experienced the largest declines in the most recent data were metallic ores and metals, at minus 29.5% compared to August 2019, non-metallic minerals at 26.8%, 
and coal at 23.4%. If you track the oil market, you're probably familiar with the Baker Hughes recount, which tracks the oil and gas rigs that are operating. This data is available by the state, basin, and nationally at www.rigcount.bakerhughes.com. It's pretty much the same old story with the number of oil rigs operating in the United States. These numbers are continuing the steady downward trajectory that they've been on the past few months. The total rig count, which includes both oil and gas rigs, is down approximately 74% from this time last year. That's a drop of 691 operational rigs. The Permian Basin accounted for the largest portion of this decrease with a decline of 324 rigs. As you can see in the slide, it has 117 rigs still operating, which is by far the largest in the United States, but those numbers and that decline are just huge. After that massive drop in April, the price for a barrel of the benchmark West Texas Intermediate Oil has held steady, tracking around $40 a barrel since early June. It has a long way to go to get to a price where drillers make money. That varies by region, but a good rule of thumb is $60 per barrel before anyone's making any money. This slide gives you an idea of the largest oil and shit gas deposits. It really gives you a sense of just how many of the large oil plays are in Texas and Oklahoma, and how big an area the Marcellus gas region covers in Pennsylvania, Ohio, and parts of West Virginia. Economists like to call copper Dr. Copper. That's because it's a leading economic indicator for future economic activity because it's used in so many industries. The construction industry is among the leading markets because of its use in wire and cable and copper plumbing pipe. After a steady climb from a low of around $2.10 in late March, copper prices seem to be taking a breather below the $2.90 mark. Several weeks ago, they appeared ready to make a charge at $3 per pound, a level they hadn't hit since June of 2018. But that momentum has tailed off a bit, and since the first week of August, they have been just below the $2.90 mark. Now let's take a look at some data from one of my favorite sources for leading economic indicators for the construction and industrial markets, the American Institute of Architects, or AIA. It provides a lot of good data on market conditions at architectural firms, including its monthly architecture billings index, which is a monthly survey of architects on their billings and design work. It's a good leading indicator to get a sense of where market conditions are about six months out. The most recent survey results published on July 22nd show that billings had improved in June, but were still in negative territory. Project inquiries and design contracts were also in contraction territory. As you can see in the chart, Anything below the 50 point mark is contraction. Anything above is when the market is doing better and is in growth territory. AIA also offers information on business activity at architectural firms on a regional basis. None of its regions were in growth environment through June and not surprisingly the Northeast where the construction market was hit particularly hard by the COVID-19 virus is lagging the other regions. Now let's take a look at the AIA Consensus Construction Forecast, Electrical Wholesaling Magazine, and Electrical Market Newsletter regularly publish results of the AIA construction, construction Forecast, which combines the forecast from eight leading construction economists, Dodge Data and Analytics, IHS Economics, Moody's Analytics, FMI, Construct Connect, Associated Builders and Contractors, Wells Fargo Securities, and Markstein Advisors. AIA recently revised its construction forecast for 2020 and 2021. Unfortunately, because of the impact of the coronavirus, it, they had to revise these forecasts downward. AIA is now forcing an 8.1% decrease in total non-residential construction for 2020 and a smaller 
4.8% decrease in 2021. As you can see in this chart, AIA is expecting double-digit 2020 declines in the commercial, office, hotel, amusement, and recreation categories, and smaller but still substantial 2020 declines in the industrial and institutional categories. While it's projecting smaller declines in 2021, the only categories we're seeing growth for next year are the health and public safety categories. It's not all bad news on the construction front. I was able to find several large projects that broke ground over the past few weeks. According to data from Dodge Data and Analytics, construction of the 1 billion centene healthcare headquarters is now underway in Charlotte, North Carolina. Houston and Los Angeles both have large thermal renovation projects at their airports. And also breaking ground with two big healthcare projects, the $320 million Dignity Health Hospital in Elk Grove, California, and the $150 million West Henderson Hospital Project in Henderson, Nevada, the $500 million mixed-use project in the Bronx, New York, and the $377 million Hyatt Regency Hotel job that broke ground at the Salt Lake Convention Center are two other projects of note. This concludes the market data portion of our presentation for today. A special thanks to the folks from Champion Fireglass for sponsoring the Today's Electrical Economy podcast series in 2020. While you're working on your electrical sales forecast for 2021, you might find yourself in need of some additional local data. Check out Electrical Marketing. An annual subscription for only $99 will give you online access to electrical sales estimates at the metro, county, and state level, electrical product sales estimates for 17 product categories at the state level, access to a construction database with hundreds of projects, and building permits at the state and local level, as well as other information on unemployment rates and gross metropolitan product. That subscription to electrical marketing will only cost $99 per year. You can subscribe to by going to www.electricalmarketing.com. Just click on the menu icon at the top left of the homepage and click on magazine subscription. Please contact me if there's any other type of economic data you would like us to cover in these podcasts. And thanks again to the folks from Champion Fireplatz for sponsoring the Today's Electrical Economy podcast series for 2020. Our next presentation will be on Tuesday, September the 8th.